I'd like to welcome to um, the Grace Fellowship International podcast my friend uh, Chris Russell, who lives with her family, Tennessee, here in the eastern part of the state. And um, my wife, Lynn, and I have known Chris's family for about 19 years. How are you today, Chris? I'm good, John. Well, thank you for joining me. And I remember when we spoke a few months ago, uh, you mentioned uh, a health crisis, just as the COVID um, crisis was unfolding in our country, you had a very serious bout. Could you um, share with us about what you've been through in terms of the health crisis and how God sustained you? Sure, John. Many events have evidenced the presence, purpose, power, and peace of Jesus throughout my life, but as you mentioned, two actually stand out. Twice I believe the Lord was calling me home, and then I was sent back to complete the work he has prepared in advance for me to do. In October of 2017, a couple of years after my mother died, I was not feeling so well, so I went upstairs to take a shower, hoping that would be a refreshing time. It was during a cold fall and flu season. My husband found me about 45 minutes later, passed out in the shower with the cold water running. When the paramedics arrived, they told my husband they would be happy to transport me to a hospital, but that I would probably lie on a stretcher for several hours in a hallway as the hospitals were full. Additionally, they could not transport me to any hospital in a nearby county as they could not handle any more patients. So they helped me to bed, and I tried to rest. I was very weak, and my husband was very concerned. During that night, I thought I was having a dream. I was climbing a very steep, winding hill and could barely make it. At the top of the hill was a woman with her head down. Next to her was a billowing, bright white light. It seemed almost like a garment. As I reached about halfway up the hill, the lady raised her head with arms outstretched. It was my mother. I was energized and began crying out, I'm coming, Mom, I'm coming. Just then a voice from the white light said, not now, you must go back. There is still much to do. My mom's head dropped and her arms went to her sides. I turned and started back down the hill crying, but not sad. I had seen my mother and I knew I'd see her again one day. Also, the light was so brilliant, warm and beautiful that I knew it had to be my savior. As I opened my eyes, my husband was standing over me with two of his fingers on my neck, I believe, looking for a pulse. He said, Christine, what happened to you? What just happened to you? Where were you? He thought I had a bad dream, but without a pulse. I know I had an encounter with Jesus in that event, and I know without a doubt he has more work to do, but not just for me, for everyone who knows him and has exchanged their life for his. I gained more strength each day after that and a renewed purpose and joy in life, his so life. Chris, so, Chris, that was about three years ago, wasn't it? It was. And, uh, what an amazing uh, experience of taking a step uh, across the threshold and then God seemingly calling you back. But we're glad he did for our sake. Well, it is good to be here as long as he needs us here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, you had a similar experience earlier this year in 2020. 
Yes, um, a similar experience occurred on February 21, 2020. I had been very ill for several weeks, and sometime in the early dawn hours, I got up and headed for the bath area. I passed out and injured my face. I have no recollection of falling. My husband found me when I didn't get up at the usual time, and my symptoms had begun early in February and grew more severe each day until I had trouble breathing or even getting out of bed. I believe I had the COVID virus, which had not been diagnosed at that time or disclosed. This time, the paramedics transported me to the ER. My husband was following close behind in our car. About halfway to the ER, the ambulance sped up quickly, and we later learned that even though I was semi-conscious, I kept raising my arms and saying, I'm coming home, Jesus, I'm coming home. But not this time either. There is more work to do. What a consolation, Chris, to have that assurance that by God's amazing grace through faith in our Lord Jesus, we have that assurance that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, your your husband is a friend of ours, sure has uh, had some harrowing experiences too as he found you again, and um, we're thankful for the ER team. Evidently, your bout with COVID was uh, life-threatening, but God saw you through. He did, John. He There was no question in my heart or mind. It was all him. Well, Chris, both of those experiences that you've had, those near-death experiences, um, reflect confidence you have in God's faithfulness and the assurance of uh, eternal life by the, the glory of the gospel. Could you take us back and just tell us more about how you came to know the Lord as your personal Savior and what your spiritual journey has been like over the years? Sure. Well, I was raised in a home with a Protestant mother and a Catholic father, dividing time between both denominations. I was the only child my father took with him to church, Mass, and later I learned that he wanted me to become a nun. I was later baptized in a small Baptist church in Miami, Florida at the age of 10. I followed many of the children in our church to the altar after a revival meeting and thought it was the right thing to do and that my parents would be pleased. There was no one who counseled the children who went forward that day and no subsequent discipleship took place. I continued attending services with my parents, but as I reached the mid-teen years, I left the church. I am so thankful for my mom and dad and their influence, but they never had the opportunity to know the crucified life and the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. I always knew there was something missing in my life. I knew there was a God, but I didn't know him. I knew he was watching over me as I escaped many perilous situations from childhood and throughout my life. So I began on a life course of self-sufficiency and achievement. I never returned to church after leaving during my mid-teen years. I attended a pilot high school that focused on academics and offered many subjects and a career path designed to equip students with an education equivalent to a two-year junior college. My majors were journalism and business management. Upon graduation, I was recruited and hired by a local law firm and began a career in the legal field senior partner convinced me that I did not need to continue my education as the firm could teach me all that I needed to know. In retrospect, I can see my Lord's watch care over me and his amazing love and forgiveness. 
Mm. One year after high school and beginning work in the law firm, I met my husband and we were married six months later. Actually, my mother picked him out when I was 16 and began a plan to bring us together. We went to premarital counseling with the church pastor where we were to be married. His questions did not delve into our relationship with Jesus. Neither my husband nor I knew Jesus Christ, but he, my soon-to-be husband, promised to raise our children in the church, and that seemed to satisfy the pastor. I had knowledge of Jesus and thought it was, I was saved and that it was just a matter of time for my future husband. Fifty-two years later, I am still praying for him and believe with all my heart that he will know my Lord. Mm-hmm. I became a Christian the year after our marriage as I sat up in bed one night wondering, what have I done and who is this man next to me? I remember the next day was Sunday. I got up and announced that I was going to church, much to my husband's surprise. It was on a Sunday in October 1969 when I went forward in a small Baptist church, knowing for certain that God was calling me. I heard and knew for the first time Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. After five years of traditional church services, I began to grow through a new young pastor to this church and his wife, who were so very full of the presence of Jesus Christ. They were so patient and loving, and my spiritual eyes and ears were finally open. But I'll just mention, often as we adjust to to marriage, it brings out the need for supernatural resources in our life, and how yes. how special that you responded to the gospel. And it's so significant that this young pastor and his wife um, befriended you. And did you say that they had an important mentoring influence in your life? Oh, they did, John. They did, and they were so transparent and would openly um, go to seminars and then come back and confess areas in their life that needed to be changed. And it just amazed me of their love and transparency with the small congregation we had. So not only were you involved in the church ministry, but their friendship mentoring and also their transparency in terms of sharing what God was doing in their life. Yes, yes. Well, right. thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, okay. John. Um, during one of our Bible studies in our church, the leadership challenged individuals to share the beginning of their relationship with Jesus Christ. I realized it was the night that God woke me up, and I went to church the next morning and announced to the pastor at that time that I was coming home. The next Sunday, our new pastor baptized me and others who had similar experiences. We all began an amazing journey with Jesus, and I realized that the, what the true church was. As Bible studies continued and we were asked to choose a theme for what we were studying as it related to our relationship with the Lord, I told the pastor that for me, it was an exchange of my life for the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. From that moment on, God gave me Galatians 2.20 as my life verse. I wanted to share Jesus with everyone, and especially children. While attending this church, God blessed us with two wonderful sons, and my husband's heart was moved by their births. But again, no change in his spirit. I'm so grateful to our Lord for his abiding presence, purpose, power, and peace. I know that I've exchanged my life for his. 
I want others to know the joy of waking each morning in his awesome presence and closing their eyes and sleep each night in total trust. To know the living word, his truth, will produce a spiritual thirst and hunger that can only be satisfied and sustained in Jesus. Amen, Chris. As you know, um, your theme verse there about an exchange in Galatians 2.20 is very precious to us as we yes. help people get unstuck from life-controlling problems. And I, I'm so encouraged, uh, as I've seen uh, your walk of discipleship over the years, that you are living this out in that abiding relationship. So thank you for sharing your testimony with us today. Not at all, John. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm wondering, Chris, also, if uh, as we wrap up this podcast, if you would lead us in prayer. There may be someone listening who knows that God exists and knows about the gospel, but maybe they, like you, before you responded to that invitation, have never made a personal decision to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. Or maybe they, they have that saving relationship, but they haven't understood that exchange that Christ wants to live in and through them. Could I ask you to just close in prayer? and? Yes. Offer a word of prayer for our listeners. Yes. And Father, we do come before your presence with great joy and thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you because I know at those crucial times in my life, you had your church, your people praying for me. And Father, I know that you brought me out of darkness into your glorious light. So I pray for anyone hearing this, Father, who has doubts, who wonders if you're real, who wonders, Father, if what they've heard of you is true, that you will allow them to know you in your fullness, Father, that you will draw them to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. May their lives begin to take on a change that only you can bring about. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this ministry. And I thank you for life in Jesus. Amen. Amen.